0: hello 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 welcome into the room um you guys i will have to say i'm not in the studio today we're in a very unconventional um space right now due to circumstances but how many of us know that your circumstances does not dictate your assignment and so you do what you have to do. We are outside in nature so you may hear noises, you may hear cars, you may hear birds chirping, you may hear you know dogs or whatever. You may just hear some um some noises that are not normal or usual um in the studio and that's because we are outside and so I just wanted to um, give you guys that disclaimer so you guys don't be taken aback. Um Um, But we're here. Amen. We're here. Um, And I'm so excited. Um, And so I just want to welcome everyone to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast where we are redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janera Day, and I'm so grateful. Thank you for all of my new listeners. Welcome, welcome, welcome to all my loyal listeners. Thank you. Hey, girl. Hey, thank you for rocking and rolling with us for this is now season four. And actually, today is going to be the season finale of season four. Um, But I feel like this is going to be such a treat for you all because, again, um, this is going to be really just testimony time, just really a time of encouragement using um, kind of the Lord using me as a prophetic symbol as what's going for going on in some of you all's situations or some of you all's life and so um i just hope that it's a blessing to you all but yes we're going to get real raw and uncut because we're on this podcast we keep it hot we keep it honest open and transparent amen and so yeah um and so i just want to welcome everyone into the room who will join us live um if you listen to the replay hey girl welcome welcome up and even to some of my brothers welcome because again the word is not i'm um, gender specific um however my podcast i am called two women but i understand that there's sometimes is a word that maybe um ac- applicable to my brother so you are welcome as well and so I just do thank you right now um uh, for joining the podcast supporting the podcast liking the podcast um continue to like comment share share with your friends share with people you know share on your social media um that helps um support the podcast that helps get the message in front of more people um to broaden um our uh our visibility and so um that's really what we're called to do is that we're called to um, to take the world right to take the gospel excuse me to the world and so um you guys get to partner with me in doing that by sharing you can comment if you're on Podbean's beans path platform or if you on another platform that allows you to do so please let me know how the um, podcast is blessing you and also um if you're able to like it please like it because again that helps us to get um to get more visible to get um you know um rated um uh, to get rated and be among the top um the top 10 um podcast so that's one of our goals um for season five, we really want to gain more traction, get more visibility, want to do some new things, um, really want to take the podcast in some different directions that I think would be um, so um, beneficial and that, that'll just be such a blessing to all of us. So I'm just excited. But yes, it's a season finale today. And um, I believe God is going to meet us right here and he is just going to do something amazing um, through today's podcast. So i um, just Put you, hey, get, get comfortable, you know, sit back and just allow the Lord to minister to you. Amen. And so really today's podcast, um, I titled it, Whose Report Will You Believe? And I titled that because, again, really a lot of the times when I'm doing the podcast, it's from my real life experience or when I have guests, it's from their experience. It's, it's the wisdom you gain. It's the lessons you learn. You know, it is the equipment. It is, you know, the um, uh, the 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 ex- the tools that you you know that you pick up along the journey right and then you're able to go and you're able to help someone else that may be coming behind you or even alongside of you to say hey you don't have to go through that or hey i've been through that and this is kind of what god spoke to me or how god um, moved in in my situation so it's always good for us to use our testimony amen Um, because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of thine testimony so we we never want to take for granted that what we're going through is only us sometimes the enemy like to make us feel like we're going through this and no one else is ever going through it or no one else understands or no one else knows or you know we're the only one and that's not true because the bible says that there is no temptation that's not common unto man right and so anything that we're dealing with any temptation any trial that we're going through that means someone else it may not be the exact same thing and it could be or someone else um, has gone through something similar and so you need to um of course when the lord releases you to and as you are led you know don't Don't be afraid of your testimony no matter how ugly it is because you never know who needs to hear your story and so today again i'm being very very vulnerable right i'm being very transparent and it took me like a little bit to get actually to get to that place in this particular season of my life because i'm very vulnerable with other things that i've gone through other parts of my life um as i've journeyed along on the podcast right i've kind of let you guys in and there but there are certain areas of my life that you know i just kind of did not want to really be so um, vulnerable or open about it, especially in the moment, right? When I'm going through it, but um, the Lord is definitely wanting me to give some, not all, but give some of my testimony that, because again, I believe that someone is gonna need to be encouraged because they may be about to, or they may be um, embarking on when a transition season. And, and, And sometimes we can get confused when we don't have the right revelation of transition, right? Transition normally is ugly transition normally is chaotic and transition normally hurts it does not feel good why do I say that well when you look at um others who had to go through transitions like look at Abraham right he went through a transition he was called to leave his father leave his father's house now to some of us that may not have been be a big deal but to him that was everything because in that patriarchal system and in their culture growing up under your family, like in, in your, in, in your um, like village, so to speak, you know, around your relatives and being a part of your, your father's house was um, that was the culture, you know, it was nothing for them to be multi-generational with m- multiple generations living in one compound, right. Or one big, um you know, area, you know, that's like, if they all lived in the same community or same neighborhood, but they were very close knit because, you know, they understood the importance of sticking together. They understood the importance of pooling their resources together, helping each other, you know, holding each other up, you know, um, uh, bartering with each other, you know, and, and, you know, the family unit and and the importance of um, unity, right? And so that was really kind of like their culture. And him being, um, I believe, the firstborn, He also was again going to be in line to to inherit right the um, birthright and to inherit the blessing as the firstborn and he was also going to be next in line to be the patriarch over his family so it was and and that was something that the that the young men right in that day that's what they looked forward to that's what they prided on like that was very important like that was you know the thing that they you know um you that that they that they desired right that was like that that was kind of like you know that was what they were you know raised to do they were raised to be in position to be the patriarch to be the next leader they you know they 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 um really depended on you know the the blessing as, as the father was transitioning and we know that to be true cuz when you look at um Genesis 27 i believe it is um Genesis 27 we see how um Isaac, as he got older, and he was, you know, no longer able to see. He was losing his sight, um, and he was about to transition. And he knew it. He was about to die, and he said to his son Esau, which was the firstborn. Even though Jacob and Esau was twins, Esau, you know, was the one to be who should have um, been born first, right? But when you know the story, you know, like you know, Jacob kind of was like on his heel, you know, trying to, you know, really wrestle to come out first. But Esau, by right, he was the firstborn, and so um, rightfully so isaac says to um esau go i'm up in age you know i lost my sight i'm getting ready to go home with my fathers or you know i'm transitioning soon i need to go ahead and extend to you it's rightfully yours i need to extend to you your blessing so go out to the field go catch me some game and make me some of my favorite food and come in so i can bless you um because that was the rite of passage right that was the secession. that was the that was the normal um flow of you know the father transitioning and preparing the son to take his position right that was him um getting ready to to put esau where he you know should belong which would be in his the step in his shoes to fulfill his his seat as the patriarch and so um esau went to go do exactly what his father said but his mother rebecca she was um she was listening in or eavesdropping and she overheard that isaac was going to go ahead and bless esau and she number one there was a prophetic word given to her about the two nations that were fighting inside of her womb right and she knew that the lord had already spoke that jacob was going to be the one who was going to actually "Quote unquote, um, lift out the blessing and be the one who would take on that role as patriarch and fulfill his father's shoes and be the the next leader, right? And so what she decided to do is what some of us do. Um, she decided to take matters in her own hand and she decided to go and tell her son Jacob. And it's interesting when I was reading that story the other day, it said, "East Isaac's son." esau and then it said jacob uh rebecca's son jacob and it's so funny because isaac and and um and uh rachel was both of their parents but for whatever reason esau was identified as isaac's son and uh i mean and rebecca i'm sorry rebecca and rebecca jacob was identified as rebecca's son right because rebecca wanted jacob because she probably had more of an affinity she probably was more partial to jacob he was like her favorite and then it was the opposite for isaac esau was probably his favorite so again you know you kind of have a bias right you kind of have a predisposed disposition of of a desire and and some of us are guilty even if the lord give us prophetic word um, or give us a vision a desire and a dream that speaks to that predisposition that we may have we got to be careful to allow the fulfillment of that to be manifested by God himself and not try to go and do it um or try to you know take matters in our own hands but you know Rebecca she decided to take matters in her own hands so she concocted this whole scheme she tells Jacob hey I'm go get me some goats I'm gonna slaughter them I'm gonna make your dad's favorite meal I need you to go you know get some of your brother's um you know, clothes or whatever, and you know I need you to go before your father because she knew that you know Isaac had lost his sight, so she knew he couldn't see. So she wanted to deceive him with the senses that she knew he had. Because Jacob was like, "Well, wait a minute, my brother is hairy and I'm not." She was like, "Well, you know, don't worry about that." She because he kind of was apprehensive in the beginning, even though his name Jacob meant supplanter, trickster. He still was apprehensive um, in the onset of this, you know, this scheme that his mother that had concocted. And she, he, she like, listen. Do you trust me? Why don't you just do what I tell you to do? I'll take care of that. Long story short, he he finally gets in line. He decides to go go along with it, and they go ahead and they concoct this whole scheme. She cooks the food. She gives it to him. He puts on his brother's clothes, and she puts the goat hair from the goat that she slaughtered on her on top of Jacob's skin, so he would feel hairy. So when he goes before his father. You know, and he's like, here's the game that you asked um, me to prepare for you so you can give me the blessing. The father is like, I mean, it's you smell like my like my son Esau, but you sound like Jacob because he kept asking him, who are you? Who are you? He kept saying, who are you? And see, sometimes we got to know that. Even when somebody else tries to come in and take what's rightfully yours or try to take your position, you gotta understand that God knows his child and he knows who's rightfully supposed to be in position. A person could try to come in another way, like it tells us in John 10:10, 10, 10, the thief, you know, the those that come in another way is a thief and a robber. So you might feel like that there was something really doof to you. You might feel like the the promotion was really yours. The 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 um you know, the blessing was really yours. You probably feel like, you know, the opportunity was really yours. You probably feel like, you know, you was the one probably supposed to take over the ministry, right? You was the one probably supposed to take over the business. you the one who should have got married. you the one, right? There are some things that, you, you know, the Lord has promised you and and maybe you, you ran your mouth and you told somebody the thing that God spoke to you. So I want to start there. And this is what the Lord has been really ministering to me. You got to learn how to be quiet. You got to learn how to be silent because when you speak, sometimes in our excitement, we so excited and we want to tell people, you know, the things that the Lord has revealed to us and what he's doing in our life. But sometimes the enemy is just lurking. He's working through people. He's, you know, got familiar spirits and monitoring spirits that we don't see in environments and stuff. So we have to be careful because we give information that the, to the enemy that he would never have. And then he goes and he concocts a scheme to try to just kill, steal and destroy. And so um, you just wanna be very quiet in this season. As you're in your transition season, the first tip I'm gonna say, please be stealth. If you don't know what stealth mean, go look it up. Operate in silence, be quiet. You don't have to tell everybody any everything. If you wanna talk to somebody about the things that the Lord told you, go to him, talk to him. If there is somebody that he leads you to, that per- one person then, you know, obey the Lord, but in this season, this is the season that you have to learn how to just be quiet. And I know it's hard. And I know you want to tell people, cause I'm like that. I love, you know, I love to just be excited about what God is doing in my life. I love to be excited with God about what God is doing in other people's lives. And so I tend to want to go to people and I tend to want to tell them like, Oh my goodness, the Lord gave me this dream. The Lord gave me this vision. He gave me this prophetic word. The Lord spoke to me and said this. And then what I don't know is I'm setting myself up for warfare. I'm setting myself up for the enemy now to come in and try to destroy, try to derail what God is doing. And then I wonder why it ain't never happened. Why I didn't see it. Well, it's not because God is a man that he shall lie. He did not lie. It's because I ran my mouth too much, but God has been speaking to me personally for years, Um, I have journal um, entries going back to probably 2019, where God, God has spoke to me specifically said, be quiet, be still and trust me. And he said it to me several times. I'm talking about several, several. And I'm just now catching the revelation and seeing the importance of why God says that. It ain't because you got to sneak. It's not because he's trying to, you know, be, um, you know, doing things in the dark. It's simply because he is trying to protect you and what he's doing in you. So please, please, please be silent. If you got to talk to somebody or you got to get it out, journal, go to God, go to Holy Spirit, talk to him about it. Cause he's the only one who can really give you confirmation or give you, you know, more details or instruction. Um, and another thing is don't feel like you got to go get confirmation from other people. Cause that was my issue too. Uh, some of the reason why I would go to other people and let them know what God spoke to me is because I wanted them to affirm what I believe I heard God say but you have to understand that God does not reveal everything about your life to everybody. So there's gonna be some things that he's only wanting to tell you. So another person may not see it. They might even discourage you because they don't have that level of revelation. They don't have that level of faith. They don't see it because they ain't never seen it for themselves or they don't have, you know, they don't believe because you know, something like that has um, never happened in, in their lifetime or whatever. Uh, people tend to give information or advice out of their own experiences, right? Or even out of their own faith or limitation, so you gotta be mindful that people don't talk you out of the blessing and talk you out of what God has spoke to you because you ran your, you you ran and you was excited and you talked and you told them what the Lord said to you and then they start coming with discouragement and doubt because they don't see it and now you now you've given them the opportunity to speak negativity into what God is trying to do in your life so it's so important to be silent but nevertheless we see how important the blessing. Blessing is because when you continue and and go read genesis 27 on in in your time please so you can really allow god to give you more revelation and more insight but when you continue on in that chapter you you see that even though isaac seemed to be unsure in the whole time kept questioning who are you are you sure are you sure you my son Esau who are you who are who are you but he went ahead and he blessed Jacob anyway under the pre Uh, now I don't know if I absolutely believe that he really thought it was Esau because he was just too unsure he asked him too many times who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Are you sure? Are you sure you're my son, Issa? Are you sure? Like he, he just asked too many times. So I, I believe, cause a parent knows you don't, you can be blind all day and night, but when you did not you know, your child, you know, your children, you know, the difference, you know, their voice, you know, the difference in their stature, their demeanor, you know, their conversation, their communication, you know, their scent, you know, their mannerisms, like as a parent, cause you know them, you know, your child, you can identify your child it could you could be in a crowded room and you your child could scream your scream mom or dad from across the room and it's all kind of people and children in the room but you could know your child's voice so I I don't know if I'm totally convinced that he absolutely believed that it was Esau however he went forward and he blessed Jacob anyway and so Jacob got the blessing. And then once Jacob got the blessing, he, he bounced, you know, he left. And then right after he left, Esau come in with the stew, um, just like his father requested him to do. And he's like, you know, he repeats the same words that Jacob said to him, to, said, said to his father. Here, father, here I am with the stew that you requested, your favorite meal. Um, so and so you can eat it and, um, and, you know, and bless me. And the father was like, who is you? Isaac, like, who is you? He's like, it's me, your son Esau. And he was like, well, then who was that 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 just left? Because he was like, your brother just left and I blessed him. And so, you know, it came out that he that the father knew, like, okay, then then that had to be Jacob, but I already gave him the blessing. And so Esau was like, Well, don't you have another blessing? Don't you have one for me too? He was like, No, I've I gave him the blessing. The and I've already made him Lord over you. He's like, and so everything that I gave him, everything I spoke over his life, the blessing, it stands. I cannot undo it. And so Esau continued to plead with his father, like, but is there not another blessing? Is you did not have more than one father and and his father like no and Esau cried with a loud cry and he was so um in a state of despair and anguish and he like first my you tricked me out of my birthright because you know he traded his birthright to Jacob for some soup uh, because he was so hungry and now he um got swindled out of blessed out of the blessing and the bible says Esau um he grew in you know in a rage you know to the point where he plotted to kill Jacob and that's why Jacob had to had to leave and he had to go and um his mother um overheard that Esau was planning to kill Jacob and she told Jacob to go and leave and go to another place to go to her brother Laban and so the thing I had noticed in that chapter I was like well Lord why did she take you know why did she feel the need to deceive her husband and concoct this plan and take matters in her own hand. And, you know, in my Bible, the one I have in the the study application part, it was talking about how, you know, she just was for whatever reason and did not want to wait on God or did not really probably believe that the Lord was going to come through. So in the same way with Abraham and Sarah, you know, um, they, they created Ishmael because they just, could not wait any longer did not want to wait or did not think God was going to come through or just simply thought they would give him a helping hand right and so we see this the the, the same type of um the same the same type of behavior play out here and then you know as a consequence of her choice and and Jacob's choice with her and Jacob's choice. Jacob now has to leave now because she loved her son. She really loved him dearly. She loved them both, but she obviously had an affinity to Jacob, but now Jacob has to leave. And Jacob did not return for 20 years because that was a consequence. And not only did he have to leave, he left with the, with, with, with the uh fear of of his brother wanting to take his life and kill him because they wanted to do it the wrong way they had, went about it trying to do it according to their own strength they tried to you know just uh, manufacture it in their own right and do it according to their timing in their in their way and that wasn't god's original design because god was going to make it happen he was going to no matter what would have happened that day if esau would have really got the blessing some kind of way the blessing would have still ended up on jacob because that's what was prophesied from the beginning those were the words of the lord but see that we get like that too i know at least i do we receive a word but then you know time happens or it or things start looking opposite of what god said and now you feel like well i need to go make it happen i need to go get the opportunity for myself i need to go get the deal for myself i need to go get the husband for myself i need to go get the prosperity for myself I need to go get the resources for myself and God is like no trust him wait on him and now Jacob was in the midst of transition and he had to be in a transition and he had to run he could he didn't just leave willingly or leave because he wanted to he had to leave he was forced to leave his comfort zone forced to leave the place of familiarity forced to leave the the parents that he loved and he had to go to a new place he had to go into a transition because of his decisions now it's not to say that he wasn't going to always be in transition. But that's how important the blessing was. The blessing is so important that Esau was ready to kill his own brother because his brother took his blessing. So when you look at Abraham and God tells Abraham to go into a transition to leave his family and to leave his father's house and to leave everything he knows and everything that he would have rightfully inherited, the blessing, the birthright, you know, the the, the being the next in line to be the patriarch, the leader, that was a lot that was a lot and he had to do it and then he couldn't take nobody but his entire household and you know and then we know he took a lot with him anyway but then he had to go on this on this journey and god said i need you to leave this place and go to the next place that i'm gonna show you so sometimes transition you don't even know where you're going all you gotta all you can do is follow god as he tell you to go here you go there as he tell you to go there you go there as he tell you to look go left you go left as he tell you to go right you go right because that's what god is trying to build your trust in him and your ability to hear his voice and to obey and listen he's trying to develop your faith right and that's why we see eventually a Abr- Abr- abram turns into abraham and he's known as the father of faith because of his journey he had to learn to depend on god and see in transition a lot of times we are learning how to depend on god in a different way so we don't know all the details it's dark it's chaotic it hurts you know we might have to run we might have to leave abruptly You might have to relocate. You might have to leave your family. You might have to leave your city. You might have to leave the place that you used to live in. You might have to just, you know, um, leave your job. You might have to blindly follow God and just trust and just, and, and see, here's the thing. When you are having to totally depend on God and trust him for your every move, that means you got to constantly be seeking him. You got to constantly be in his presence, constantly be, you know, at his feet, constantly in prayer, constantly in a time of, you know, quietness, constantly, you know, in your word, because you got to hear the next step because you don't know where you're going. You don't know where God is taking you. You have to totally depend on him. And that's what we see in the Bible. We see it with Abraham. We see it with Jacob. We see it with so many, but you got to understand transition a lot of times we we hear these words or we hear the people uh, release things that oh you're in a season of transition you're about to go into your next you're about to go into your new you're about to go into your new season and your new beginnings or god is about to take you into a a, just a new era and all of those things are maybe true and they are great but we don't understand like the process of transition And see, I'm in the process of transition. And like I said, I was going to talk about myself because sometimes when we hear things um, and we read the Bible, it seems so far fetched because you're like, okay, that happened thousands of years ago. Okay, that was them. But what about, where, how does that apply today in 2023? Well, I'm going to tell you how it applies. Again, God has me in a transition. My transition started in, um, oh, really, it started. I would say the beginning of this year, but it didn't really um take full effect till about May, May 1st, where I literally was transitioned out of the place we were living. I was transitioned out of that place, right? And then I had went and go went to stay with a family member. And we stayed there. And we and I remember I sought God, I sought the face of God and I said, Lord, how long are we gonna be here? He said, 30 days. I remember like it was just yesterday because I even told um, one of my closest sisters, like, um, yeah, I was I went to the Lord and I asked him how long we was going to be, you know, in this place. And he said 30 days. And so. I said okay. And I asked him what was my assignment why I was there because that's another thing. We have to be so more um in tune with what God is doing in the moment. Yes, it may be uncomfortable. Yes, you may be in a place that you never saw yourself or never wanted to be. But if God puts you in a place no matter how uncomfortable, how unconventional, you know, no matter how, you know, um a uh, polar opposite of what you think god would have you be where you he you think he will have you be you need to seek him ask him well why did he lead you there What is his assignment for you there? So I I got to asking him what my assignment was for me at that family member's house. And I knew it was for me to sow seeds, right? Sow seeds of faith, sow seeds of, you know, faithfulness, sow seeds of salvation, you know, being the light, being the salt of the world, right? Because the Bible says some plants, some water, God provides the increase. And so it was my job to be a light, you know, and so I continue to, you know, be, um, that light in front of that family member. And and even though I was going through a very difficult time, she saw me still being happy. She saw me still worshiping and praising God. She saw me still praying. She saw me still going to church, still serving, still being faithful. Even though I was in, in a very difficult situation, she saw me still trusting God. So even if that, I don't feel like it made a difference in her in the moment, I don't know how that harvest is going to come forth because God cares about Everybody, even your unsaved family members, he said. He wished that do he you think he will that any shall perish? No, he won't. None to perish, and all to come to repentance. So sometimes on your journey, God may have you make certain stops along the way. Even when you think about Israel in Exodus um twelve, when they left from Exodus twelve to fourteen, their transition, their transition again, it was not it, peaches and cream. It was not you know perfect. They went through a lot. They had to see the hand of God deliver them. They had to leave in a the haste. They could only take literally the minimum, bare minimum of what they could carry on them. That means all of the, their life, all the things they've acquired, all the things that they possess, that, that they had got while they lived in Egypt for over 400 years, they had to leave it. See, sometimes transition causes you to have to, what you look like and, and you have to downsize or you have to get rid of some things or you just have to simply leave certain things behind right? And see what they didn't understand was they didn't know that God was about to bless them on their way out, but they were obedient and they only took their kneading bowls, right? And their unleavened bread, because that was all God instructed them to take. Everything else had to stay. So if you're in your transition and God is telling you to get you rid of that stuff, don't worry about, give that away, leave that there, or, you know, just, uproot and leave and relocate to a new place and only take your clothes or only take the clothes on your back trust him because he's going to restore he's going to redeem you have to be willing to let go of anything that God tell you to let go of we don't know why even if it's no real reason if it's just because God wants to give you something new sometimes in order for God to be able to bless you you got to make room for him so if you're already full of all kind of things then God don't have no room to pour out more his his word says that he'll pour out you are the blessing you don't have room to receive but if you already full of things and because you a hoarder come on somebody because we got to be keeping it 100 sometimes we're holding on to things that's old there's unnecessary that's outdated we're never going to use we don't even know why we have it we just scared to let it go and so you got to get out of that place you got to get out of that mindset sometimes that's a poverty mindset a scarcity mindset a lack mindset because you just want to hold on because you are afraid to let it go be and it's and it's not beneficial and it's not healthy. And so God has tell you to get rid of some things. He might say that some of these things are just tied to your past or tied to the to the person you used to be or tied to, you know, your old uh your old space. And so he may say, get rid of it. But you gotta trust him. He, the the uh, children of um Israel, the children of God, the Hebrews, they had to leave everything there. They had to leave everything there. And they only could take what God told them to take. And in that, as they transition, as they they had to leave at night, y'all. So they couldn't even go to sleep. Like they had all these things that the Lord instructed them to do. And then it was at night when the Lord sent the death angel to go and to touch every person's house in Egypt, except those that had the the blood over the doorpost. And then they had to abruptly and at night see sometimes god is trying to get you in a position where you gonna have to leave in a haste you're gonna have to leave in a rush and it may not be at an orthodox time it may not be during the day he might tell you to make your move at night like nehemiah got up at night and he went to go inspect the wall and it says he didn't tell anyone what he was doing that's because you got to learn how to walk in silence you got to learn how to be stealth you got to learn how to be in tune with the timing of god when he tell you to go go if it's 12 at night if it's three in the morning four in the morning it should not matter it could be whatever time when god tell you to go you got to go because there's an urgency amen there's an urgency and even when you study out these people who had these 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 or this nation that went through transitions it came with opposition it came with fear. It came with uncomfortability. It came with what felt like loss. It came with um, not knowing. It came with, all, with, with challenges. It came with all of that. They had to go and they had to, you know, they finally got released, but then next you know, pharaoh changes mind and now the the army of egypt is now chasing them and then they get to a place where they are in front of this this water in front of this red sea and they don't know how they're gonna get on the other side and now fear come in and they're they they do not know they don't know why moses brought them out to, for them to die and you know this and this and that and then they had to see a miracle where god parted the red sea and then he destroyed the egyptians by letting the water come and overtake them but see their transition was full of opposition and obstacles it was full of difficulty difficulties and and hurt and and pain and we got to know that that's what transition looks like so when you have heard or you know that god has spoke to you about you being in a transition you got to know that it's not going to look comfortable it's not going to feel comfortable it's not going to make sense it's not going to you know be um the way you the way you imagined it is going to be chaotic you may feel like you're running for your life you may feel like the enemy is coming and in intensifying warfare you may feel like everybody is coming against you you may feel like you're losing you may feel like you're being humiliated you're being embarrassed because i'm gonna tell you that's my story Since I started my transition in May, I have been put out of three different places since May 1st, two of which was family's house, two of which was by my own siblings, one of which that just happened last week where my sibling, she was just so... cold and heartless and callous after she said we could stay, she just decides a few hours later to say, we got to go and then tell us that we got to leave the next day. And then that morning I get a text with her saying, I got to leave by 11 o'clock AM. And I'm, and she knew my situation. She knew we had nowhere to go. She knew, you know, that I just needed time to, to to find us a place. That I was actually in the process of looking for a place. She knew that. Like I, we had a whole conversation. And then for her to betray me, you know, sometimes transition comes with betrayal, right? For her to betray me like that. This is my blood. We have the same father. We had the same last name before she got married, right? Like this is my sister. This is not my play sister. This is my real sister. And so for her to do that, even though it's not unusual for her because she um she needs healing and deliverance cuz she she has just been a mean person her whole life and she's just been you know a person that is not easy to get along with um her whole life that obviously she has some issues within herself but it was really hard to fathom that my own flesh and blood could kick me and my sons out on the streets with no care to where we go go how we gonna go if we can afford to go anywhere if we have money for a hotel nothing never questioned any of that just told us we had to leave i have been humiliated cussed out called bees to my face called a squatter you know uh was cussed out people heard some the Trying to have my stuff um stolen, having to call the police on people, you know, just cast down, just you know, all kinds of things. You know, my money, uh, money that I should have got back from when I had to move out of my house in May first. I should have got my security deposit back. Was, well, she kept it. Then I had another um uh, sum of money that should have came back to me um because I canceled the contract, but the way that they wrote it up was in their favor, and even though it wasn't true it made it to where I couldn't get my money back. So now I got my money being taken from me. Now I'm being, you know, humiliated, mistreated. I'm being, you know, cast out. I'm being thrown aside. So now me and my children have been living in hotels, you know, and we have been just trying to figure out what we're going to do. We don't know where we're going to go. We don't, I'm like, Lord, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? I've been applying for homes and I've been just getting no after no. You know, I've been applying for jobs and I've just been getting no after no. And you just don't understand it. Right. And it don't make no sense. And then I keep hearing all these prophetic words and all of these words of encouragement of what God is doing. And, you know, um, that I'm in a transition and, and I'm in a place of crushing or I'm in a place where God is wanting to um, produce another level of oil and God is about to bless me. And he's, you know, and on and on and on. I've heard all of these wonderful words, but in the in the middle See the transition is you're in the middle. You're you're not where you were, but you're not exactly where God um is taking you yet. And you're in that middle place. And that is in that it's in that middle place where your faith is tested the most. It's in that middle place where you really have to really be- say, whose report am I going to believe? Am I going to believe my circumstances? Am I going to believe what other people are saying? Because now I got people saying, go to go to the shelter. Go here. Go here. Do this. Sign up for housing. And like in my heart. I don't feel like that's what God is leading me. It's not pride. Um cuz I even reached out to shelter, the shelter and they they got a waiting list. I reached out to the public housing. They got a 12 month to 3 year waiting list. So I'm like I even humbled myself to try options of what I didn't even feel like God was leading me, but just wanted to do my due diligence to ensure me and my children are not out on the you know, in on the street or just having to sleep in the car. And you know, they, they, they got waiting lists. So I'm like, well, Lord now what? And so I'm going through all of this, right? I'm going, I, I'm, I'm dealing, I'm experiencing. Then I'm dealing with warfare. Then I'm having to, you know, kind of wake up in the middle of the night or wake up from weird dreams and cast things down and rebuke things and destroy things in the spirit. You know, I gotta constantly, you know, go to war, you know, in night hour and you know warfare praying and you know I'm I'm dealing with the spiritual aspect. I'm dealing with the physical aspect. I'm dealing with the financial aspect. And then I got physical pain in my body. I have this pain that has gotten to the point where I end up breaking down, going to the emergency room. I don't go to the hospital. I don't like the hospital. I don't take medicines. Um, I just am not that type of person. And I have a high tolerance of pain. So I've been dealing with pain for over two months. I've been pushing through, doing all the things that I do, serving, you know, being faithful, being a mother, walking, doing this, moving, doing this, doing this, doing in pain in pain, in pain each and every day, excruciating pain to the point where I couldn't take it no more. I couldn't even barely walk. Literally, I could not barely walk. I couldn't take it and had to go to the emergency room. So on top of spiritual, on top of physical, on top of financial, on top of emotional, I got physical pain and I'm dealing with all of this at one time. And it feel like I'm forsaken and it feel like God forgotten about me. And I and it feel like I'm being discarded, disregarded, disregarded, right? I'm like, Lord, how can you allow me and my children just be tossed out like trash? How can you allow us to go? through this how can you allow us to be homeless how can you allow us to not have a place to go lord i haven't done anything to anyone i try to do my best to to serve you to do the right thing to to serve people to 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 live according to the word of god i do my best and i'm like i'm not perfect but i'm innocent in this like i've done nothing wrong how can you allow me to go through this what is this what have i done to deserve this you know my heart has been so broken i have gone to god and just cried out and lamented to him like God my heart is so broken I am so hurt I am so heartbroken my spirit is in anguish my soul is in anguish Lord God I cannot believe this I I feel so hopeless you know I've cried out to him and poured out to him because I just don't understand And I don't know, maybe somebody, I hear the replay or or get on and they'll say, you know, they're in a similar situation. Maybe they'll say, you know, they've gone through something like that. And sorry, you guys, I hear the motorcycle. I'm sorry, I'm at the park. So I'm not sure why that person feels the need to do that because they're not sitting on their motorcycle. Nevertheless, you know, I'm like, Lord, what is this? And what the Lord began to speak to me is this is transition. This is transition. And guess what? Y'all, I don't know the next move. I literally am each and every day pursuing God, seeking God, like, Father, what's my next step? Where do we go? What's the next move? Where are we going to stay tonight? Where are we going to, you know, how we're going to get provision? And and to be honest, through all this, the Lord has been providing, y'all. He has been providing. And that's when you know God is in it. Because I have gotten more blessings this week alone even with going through all of what i'm going through i've gotten more blessings this week alone that i mean just blew my mind just putting me on the hearts of people people just coming to me like the lord told me to do this the lord told me to do that i want to do this for you i mean just being tremendously blessed but for me i had to really try to renew my mind and check my, and check my, my heart, my motive, my perspective, because yes, even though I'm being blessed and I appreciate it and God knows it, my heart is like, but I'm not being blessed in the way that I want. Cause for me, we need a roof over our head. We need a home. That's a need. Right. And so yes, having, uh, other blessings and other, you know, and provision, all of these things is great. Like it's, I'm not going to reject it. Come on now, especially if it's from God, I'm not going to reject it. However, my heart is like, God, yes, I see you. And I thank you for reminding me that you're with me. I thank you for letting me know I'm not forsaken and forgotten, but God, what about this? What about this though? This is what I need. I need that too, but this is the immediate need. But God is saying that you, I'm in transition and transition is ugly and transition hurts and transition is chaotic and transition is dark because you don't know where you're going. You don't know what to do next. You have to totally rely on God, but that's not a bad place to be. It's just sometimes a hard place to be because like me, I like to know what what, was happening. I like to know all the details. I like to be in control and I'm totally not in control. And I've had to surrender and just say, okay, Lord. And so now I just find myself having peace, even though we're, we're sitting in a car all day, having peace, even though I'm like, I don't know where we're gonna go tonight. Just trusting God, believing Him, you know, um, worshiping, praising Him anyway. And I even was like, Lord, I, I didn't do the podcast yesterday. Let me get up and do the podcast. Let me do, you know, fulfill my assignment. Even though I'm going through what I'm going through, I wanna make sure that I am faithful to what you've called me to do. I wanna make sure that I that I fulfill the assignment, right? And I don't let these circumstances dictate my faithfulness to God, right? And so, you know, I felt led to talk about this and talk about the reality of it because it's hard. It hurts. It causes you to question everything. It causes you to question God. It causes you to, you know, just, just think really consider, you know, giving up. It causes you, you know, to, to really, you know, like want to just throw in the towel. It causes you to really like think about what do you really believe? Whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to walk by faith and not by sight? Are you going to trust God that now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen? Are you going to trust that God can turn your situation around in an instant. Are you gonna trust that you are just in a transition and you're about to go into the promised land? Because you gotta know that right before the promise, it always seems like it's chaos and war. Before Israel was able to take possession of Canaan, they had to war with the inhabitants that was already in the land. So they had to go fight for it. So you are gonna have to go and fight for your breakthrough. You are gonna have to fight for your promised land. You're gonna have to fight for your blessing. But don't be discouraged, don't get caught up in your circumstances, don't get caught up in what you don't have. Continue to keep your eyes on the Lord, continue to, you know, read your word, continue to trust God, continue to, you know, worship, continue to, you know, uh, watch sermons or just around yourself with things that will edify you and encourage you and not, um, feed into, you know, the negativity or, or, um, the doubt or the unbelief or the circumstances that you may be facing. Because, yes, it's hard. What I'm going through is the the worst situation i've ever been in in my entire life i never ever 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 thought i would be in a place where i don't have a place to stay and i don't know where i'm gonna go with me and my children especially when the bible says that the righteous shall not be forsaken nor see begging bread now we ain't begging but i have to keep fighting the feeling of feeling forsaken because i'm like god you are my father you are my provider you provide all of my needs according to your riches and glory how is it that you're denying me this when the word says you withhold no good thing from the upright and the righteous i'm like why would you withhold a a adequate you know safe um place shelter and place for me and my children. You know what we need. We need a place to live. We need stability. We need order. You know, my children need to be able to, you know, sleep in beds. We need to be able to, you know, get a structure, you know, all of these things. I'm like, Lord, why is it that we still are in this position? He's like, because you're in transition. And the, the thing about transition is that it also works patience. Because you gotta have let patience work is perfect work. And what happens is because transition Transition can be chaotic because it can hurt because it can be dark because it can be difficult, you know, because you can get weary. You can be discouraged. Sometimes it causes you to get in a desperate place and you decide you want to take matters in your own hands because I'm going to keep it real. Yesterday I was so in a place where i was like you know what lord i i'm waiting i've been waiting on you excuse that motorcycle um i've been waiting on you i've been believing i've been trusting but right now we need provision we need money you know i might have to get another hotel room we've been staying in hotel rooms you know and, and i don't work so oh my gosh that motorcycle is so loud please forgive me Um but he's gone Um, But I already don't work. So it's already like the the provision that I had. I really was trying to, you know, save it because I do need to move. Right. But at the end of the day, I'm like, we got to, you know, have a safe place to be. I have my son with me. It's not just me. I could, I could probably sit, sleep in the car if it was just me, but I got my child with me. So we got, I got to sacrifice and I got to get us a place to stay. But the provision was starting to run out because I'm paying for a hotel every night. Then I got to pay for food. Then I got to pay for gas. Then I got to, so it's like money, money going out. So yesterday I was going to just go ahead and try to apply for a loan. Even though I knew that wasn't the best idea. I has I have been guilty of doing that in the past. Not waiting on God, feeling like God was taking too long feeling like I needed relief in the moment and I needed what I needed. And so I took matters in my own hand some years ago and I went and got a, a loan and it turned out to be a big mistake then. But when when you're desperate, sometimes you just, your mind goes into survival mode. It goes into fight or flight. And so I found myself actually applying. Like I went through to apply. I applied for the loan. And when it got to the, but when it got to the, um, to the part of me actually pushing for it to go through for me to submit it. I something just stopped me. Something just stopped me. And I was like, you know what, Lord? Cuz I'm looking at the terms, I'm looking at the interest rate, I'm looking at all that and I'm like, you know what, it's not worth it. Yes, I need money in the moment. Yes, I need um we need, I I need provision. I need to figure out what we're going to do, where we're going to go. But I just knew in that moment that getting that loan was not going to be it. And so I just said, nope, I'm not going to do it. And so I just decided not to go through with it. Well, next thing I know, it wasn't too long after that, where I was getting phone calls and I was just getting blessed with, with provision. And so that's why it's so important to wait on God. That's why it's so important to trust God, because in that moment, right where you're on the cusp of a blessing or a breakthrough, desperation will cause you to, to get out of alignment and get out of position. And so I would have, you know, I would have ended up getting this loan and maybe it would have been able to temporarily, you know, help my situation. But then, in the end it would have been it had done more damage because that would have been another bill it was a high payment that they wanted every month to pay this loan back because the interest rate was just astronomically high and it would have been you know putting me in a worse situation so i just decided to trust god and god did come through for me he blessed me and he um made sure that we had the provision we needed. So we was able to go to a hotel again last night. But I just felt the need to really, you know, even be honest with people, like don't allow your situation to get you to get out of the will of God. Like, don't do it. Don't create an Ishmael. Don't be like um, Jacob and um, Rebecca and try to put, you know, create, you know the circumstances in your own in, um yourself and in your own power and your own strength because it will come with consequences and the consequences normally are not worth it so you want to just continue to trust God and believe his report no matter how bleak it seems no matter how um, impossible it seems, no matter how hurt, it, how, how hurt um, you feel, no matter how forsaken you feel, no matter how abandoned you feel, no matter how you know d- dire your situation and circumstance is. Trust that God knows it. He sees it. And see he's training us because we got to know that we're in the end times and we're going to come across some hard times we think going through transition is hard what we're gonna come across what we're about to enter into in um, took in, in the future is going to be way more difficult than a transition and if we don't have the spiritual wherewithal if we don't have the the faith muscles if we don't have that that knowing and that you know um, stick with itness if we don't really have that steadfastness then we are not going to be Be able to withstand these end times, right? Because the Bible is clear on all of the things that will take place, and it's not for the faint of heart. It's not for the weak. It's not going to be for those who are unsure. Many are going to bow to the mark of the beast. Many are going to go over to the other side. The Bible talks about that. There, the 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 love of many will wax cold, right? That there'll be a great falling away, and that's going to be be because a lot of people are lukewarm. A lot of people are not really, you know, really um rooted in their faith. And this is, these are the seasons and these are the the, um, the times that God really begins to dig your roots in deep in him. Because when you are in a situation where you have nobody but God, nobody but him and you see him come through that builds your faith that builds your trust that builds your your relationship with him you begin to you know know god you begin to really develop that 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 that, that true trust in him that true faith in him to know that you know that you know that god is going to not leave you nor forsake you that he's going to come through that's what transition does it, it sharpens your ability to hear to hear, right, to hear from God, to identify how does God speak to you, right? It, it also develops your trust, your faith in him to depend on him, that he truly is your God and your Lord and your savior, right? That you totally have surrendered every area of your life and you trust him to lead you and you follow him, right? It develops that. It work with patience. So you learn how to wait on God. So you don't have to have everything in the moment that you don't have to be, you're, you're not swayed by circumstances. You don't allow your, 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 your situation to dictate your, your actions in your movement you know how to be still and know that i am god you know how to sit down and rest in god the labor to enter into his rest because see that's worship when you are able i was just in the car sleep y'all that this is a true story me and my son our dog we in the car we had a we parked and i was just in the car sleep i was like i need a nap he like i don't know where we going i don't know what we gonna do we might i don't know but i still felt peace and i'm like oh well, I'm just gonna take a nap because you got to learn sometimes that's how we really show God we trust him we can say it with our lips all we want I can say Lord I trust you God I trust you God I trust you but if my actions don't say I trust you then he know I don't trust him because it's what it's not what you say it's what you do when you learn how to just pray about it and leave it there and trust that God is already working it out that's how he know you trust him when you're able to have peace that surpasses all understanding in the middle of your storm in the middle of your chaos when every is buffeting and rocking the boat and everything seems like you about to be shipwrecked, but you still got that peace. That's when you know you trust him. And that's what God is trying to develop because where he's going to take you into is going to be a blessed place, right? Promised land is blessed. It's going to be a land of abundance, a land flowing with milk and honey. It's going to be a place of goodness. It's going to be a place of increase, right? It's going to be all that. But you still gonna to have to fight the good fight of faith, right? There's still gonna be other obstacles. There's still gonna be other challenges. There's still gonna be other, you know, victories to be won, right? And so you got to know that God is just trying to prepare you for what's to come and how to enter into and to maintain where he's taking you into. And that's gonna take you to totally depend on him. That's gonna take you to know his voice. That's gonna take you to know what when how to discern the times and, and or how to be silent and just trust God. And that's gonna take you to know how to be patient and wait on the Lord, right? Because we hear those things, we hear those scriptures, we quote them, we speak them, but do can we do them and see transition it really causes you to live the word to be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only and that is what God is doing he is he is um he is preparing and he is equipping his in time army, right? And when you go to boot camp, like if you enlist in the army today and you go to boot camp, baby, it's it's not going to be peaches and cream. You're going to be up in there throwing up. You're going to be up in there wishing you hadn't you know, signed up, trying to figure out how do you unenlist? How do you go AWOL? How do you leave? You're going to feel like it's killing you. You can't move. You can't, you, you, you know, it's not worth it. You can't go no longer. You're going to be irritated, agitated. You're going to feel like, you know, like this, like people are just walking just talking to you all crazy. You're going to feel like you're being disrespected. You're going you're gonna to go through, or you're going to feel like you're being thrown in situations where you don't know how you're going to survive. You're going to feel like you're going through this training that is so difficult that it's like, it's, it's like, it's really just going to just, just kill you. You're going to have all of that because they understand what's necessary to create a soldier they understand the process that's necessary to create a soldier and see what God is doing in this time he's creating soldiers you don't create soldiers in 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 you know in in situations that are lovely and pretty you don't create soldiers in situations where everything is going well and everything you know is blessed that's not you create soldiers in, in, in hardship and in, and in, in, in you create soldiers and you know, when they have to go to battle and they have to war and they have to be trained and they, you know, have to go through, you know, um, having to be deprived of certain things or have to be, have to get up at a certain hour, have to, you know, go run certain mini miles or carry a certain type of load, right? You, you know, a mental, you know, they have to go through even mental training. So there's just certain processes of how to de- and how to create a soldier so when you're in transition god is using that time to create you and to create you into the soldier for his end time army right so don't be discouraged don't be discouraged if you feel like your life is chaotic. If you feel like everything is dark, you don't know, you know, where to go, what to do. You don't hear God. You don't see God. You know, don't be afraid if you feel like you're, or discouraged if you feel like you've lost some things, you've had to give up some things. Don't be discouraged if you feel like, you know, you have, you know, you you have heard some no's and you didn't get the position. You didn't get the job. You didn't, your name didn't get called. Like whatever the case may be, don't, don't, don't be discouraged if you've been being betrayed, right? You've been betrayed by people who love you, who's, supposed to love you or people you love don't be afraid like don't be discouraged right don't be discouraged you know if you feel like the warfare has just you know ramped up you know because that is a part of the transition and the enemy would love for us to get so focused on that that we don't see what God is doing and we totally get discouraged and give up that is what his goal is is to wear you down wear you out the Bible says he seeks to wear out the saints right and so he wants to wear you out, get you all caught up in your feelings and your emotions and what people did to you. He even wants you to get bitter. He wants you to have unforgiveness in your heart. He wants you to have all these things. That's why I had to keep praying. Lord, please help me not to be have unforgiveness in my heart or offense or anger or anything toward my sister because the enemy used her, you know, and, and what she's done. You know, I have had to pray that because I know the enemy would love for me. To be bitter, love for me to have unforgiveness, love for me to be angry. Why? Because my prayers would be hindered, and and I could potentially forfeit forfeit my blessing because that's a sin. So be mindful in this hour when you're going through, and you feel like people are turning on you, people are betraying you. You know, you feel like people are coming against you. Don't take it personal. You know, yes, it hurts. Yes, it does. Trust me, it do. Yes, and yes, you 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 feel like you you don't deserve that right because you don't yes you feel like you want to defend yourself but let god fight the battle for you but just do everything you can to ask god to help you to release it to him so you don't get hard and your heart don't be hardened and become bitter and cold and callous because that's again how the enemy will um keep you from um walking into your blessing so i hope this um really encourages somebody i hope it helps somebody um you know again i i just was honest you know and just Spoke from my heart and spoke from, you know, my current circumstances to to let you guys know I don't get on here just talking about stuff because it sound good or to hype you up or to make you feel good. It be because of this is the life. This is what I've experienced. This is what I've seen. This is what I've gone through. This is what I've learned through experience, right? So I'm not just telling somebody how to trust God and how to stay encouraged and how to keep faith when everything in their life is falling apart and they're in the worst of the worst. I'm telling you because I'm there too. But all I got is the Lord. I don't got nothing to nobody else. David said, even when my mother and my father forsake me, I don't have nothing to no one else. All I got is the Father. That's it. He's my only source. He's my only hope. And so if he don't do it, it ain't going to be done. And so I want you to be encouraged that you have to have that same mindset that, yes, it feels like you feel like God has forgotten you and he's forsaking you. and He's turned he's overlooking you and he's ignoring you and he's silent and he ain't speaking. Sometimes the teacher is always he's always silent during the test. And I hate that sometimes when people say that, but it, it just really has some truth to it. He's wanting to see how are you going to respond? He's wanting to see how are you going to behave? He's wanting to see, like, what are you going to do? You know, when your back is up against the wall, when you're being pressed and squeezed, what's going to come out? Is it going to be faith? Is it going to be doubt? You know, is it going to be blasphemy? Like, what is it going to be? Right. And then what the Bible says after you suffered a little while, you know, he'll exalt you. So trust me that you you will be exalted, right? You'll be promoted. You'll be elevated. Once the test is completed, once the transition has run its course, you will walk into the promised land. But don't be discouraged because you're in that place of dry. It's dry, or it's dark, or it or the fire is just intensifying, or you know, you 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 just don't. You you've been in a situation you've never been in before, and you just feel like all is lost and all is you know all is gone, like. Don't, 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 don't be, don't, don't be discouraged. Continue to trust God. Believe his report. What does God say about your situation? And declare what he said. Speak what he said. Just don't come into agreement with what the enemy is saying or what your emotions are saying. Decree what he has spoken. Say what the father has said. Believe his report even when everything in your life is, it doesn't even show even an inkling of what he's saying. Believe his report even when everything in your life is going in the opposite direction. Believe his report when your situation is the impossible of the impossible believe his report even when everybody when the doctor tell you you know that uh, medically is this or that when people tell you is this or that when your self and your emotions when your intellect is telling you is this or that believe the report of the lord because we know that God is true. We know that he is not no man that he shall lie. His word is not going to return to him void. His word is above his name. So you got to know that you know that if you hold true to his report and what he say and his word, that you will not be put to shame. So find scriptures that helps to encourage your situation. Find scriptures that speak to, you know, what the Lord is saying about your situation. Find the word and keep Putting, it in, putting God in remembrance of what he said. Keep reminding him of that word. Keep using the word to petition him because the Bible said it's his word that doesn't return to him for it. So you re- you believe the report of the Lord. Yes, you may have gotten a report from your employer. Yes, you may have gotten a report from this person or the doctor or whatever. Certainly, and it, and it may have some v- validity to it, but... that's not what god is saying about your situation you speak the word only you angie you speak the word only. I don't know your situation. I just know mine and I'm in a dark place and I'm in a place where I've never been before. I'm in a place where all, I don't have nothing, nowhere to go, nowhere to live. Me and my children, I've been kicked out, cast down, disrespected, overlooked, disregarded. I've been di- I've been going through it since May 1st. It has just been chaotic. It has been uncomfortable. It has hurt, hurt to my core. I've been betrayed. I've been betrayed by by my family members. I have just gone through it. I am in a place, but guess what? I still have to believe the reports of the Lord, I cannot let my situation, my circumstances. I can't let the 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 hurt, the pain. I can't let the fact that me and my children been my me and my son been staying in a hotel, and we've been sitting in a car all day today because I'm trying to figure out where we're gonna go today. I can't let that dictate what the Lord said. If I know the Lord said that He has a place for me, that that He has a place that He's gonna plant me, and we'll never again be uprooted. That's what I gotta believe. If I have to believe that if I I I have to believe that the Lord said that every good and perfect gift comes from above and that the plans he has for me is good. I have to believe that he has a land that he has promised my forefathers to give me. I have to believe it. Hello? I tried to accept it, Angie. Try to call back again. I pressed... I pressed it, so I'm not sure. But I just have to believe the report of the Lord. I have to believe the report of the Lord that he said he provides all of my needs according to his riches and glory. I have to believe the report of the Lord that says, I don't worry about what I'm gonna eat or drink or what I'm aware to wear for the Father already knows I need these things. I have to believe the report of the Lord that he's not gonna withhold no thing, good thing from the upright and the righteous. I have to believe that in due season, I shall reap if I faint not. I have to believe that I give and it shall be given, pressed down, shaken together, run it over, show me important to my bosom. I have to believe that I'm going to inherit what other people work for i have to believe that he's going to give me big beautiful houses full of things that i didn't build that i didn't uh fill it with or that i'm gonna build big beautiful houses and i will live in them like i have to believe what the scripture says even though my situation looks opposite even though my situation is not testifying to it right now i have to believe what god said regardless if i'm not seeing it in the moment because it's nothing but in an instant see the when god when god looks in your direction when god decides okay now it's your turn when god decides that okay now it's your season when god decides that he wants to touch your situation it's in an instant See, you might have been in your transition for a season you might have been in your situation for its amount of time but all okay that's okay but all it takes is for god to look in your direction All it takes is for God to call out your name and your situation can change in an instant. That's why it matters how you posture yourself, how you position yourself, even in your darkness. God takes darkness and he creates something out of nothing. When the earth was formless and void and his spirit hovered over the water of the deep, that means there was nothing here but darkness, it was chaotic, it was dark, it was nothingness. God works his best miracles in the darkness, in chaos. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Angie. I love you too with the love of God, because this is real, you know, and, and, and God, this is my assignment to get on here and encourage his daughters to encourage his people to know that no matter what we go through, that God is with us and he's for us. And it's always for a purpose. All things going to work together for your good. Even when he allows you to go through the, through the transition and through the chaos and the opposition and the betrayal and the, you know, being, you know, um, feeling left behind and overlooked and being mistreated is for a purpose and a reason It's normally because he's getting ready to exalt you and see he got to humble you first when you look at joseph joseph had to be humbled right he had to be thrown into a pit then he had to become a slave in Potiphar's house then he had to go into the prison why it was all positioning him to that place of being in second in command in the palace but see he had to be humble right because he couldn't be full of pride when he got in position because then he wouldn't have been able to be used to bring salvation to all those people who had to come to him when they was in the famine and they needed to eat. See, if you get into the place that God is sending you and you're so full of pride and you're haughty and you're self-righteous and you, you got a big head and it's all about you, then God ain't gonna be able to use you because when God places you and he promotes you, it's for a people. It's not about you. It's about the nation. It's about the people. And God has to get you out of you. And the only way He can do that is the crushing, right? That's why Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. When you look at the word Gethsemane and you define it, it means oil, it means oil press. And what is the oil press? It is the place where the olives are crushed and they begin to produce oil. So the way even we begin to produce oil as believers is the crushing. And do the crushing hurt? Yes. The crushing hurts so much that Jesus it says that he was sweat and blood. And he did ask, is there any way for this cup to pass from me? Because it's hard, because it hurts, because it feels like it's going to kill you, because you feel like you can't take it, because you're like, Lord, I don't want to go through this. Lord, why is this happening to me? Why do I got to go through this persecution? Why do I got to be the one? Because God said, because I need you. I need them to see my son in you. I need you to pick up your cross and follow him. I need you to partake and drink your cup of Just like when the disciples asked him, could they sit at his right hand? He had to ask them, well, can you drink this cup? See, we all want a position. We all want elevation. We all want promotion. We all want a platform. We all want, you know, influence. Right. But can we drink that cup that that produces that? and so god is saying that while you may be in transition like myself and yes it looks like everything is happening to you you know that everything is happening for you it's for your good and anything you don't have in this moment you don't need it amen anything that you don't have in this moment is because you don't need it do i feel like i absolutely need a roof over my head for me and my children i do feel like that because that's a need right Who doesn't want to have a place to live however obviously i don't need it in the moment because we've been able to stay at hotels we've been able to have a you know to go somewhere we're not out on the street so theoretically i don't need it but what i need is i need the presence of god right i need the voice of god I need the direction of God, the wisdom of God, right? I need I need my relationship. I need to be able to hear what God is saying. I need to be able to hear the direction and, and the instruction of where he's telling me to go so I can follow him. That's what I really need. Yes, I need a house. Yes, I need provision. Yes, I need a job. Yes, yes, yes. But God has been providing. Just like he told Elijah, he told him to go down to the brook Cherith and he was going to commend the ravens to come and sustain him. and they came. To twice a day in the morning and at night to bring him meat, even in the famine, God provided. So even in your famine, God will send people. And I'm a living witness because he has been sending people, people that I don't even know, people that I've never met, people that I have literally that I have never met, literally I'll be like, God told me to do this. God told me to give you this love offering. God told me to give you this love seed. God told me to bless you. It's because even in your famine, God is with you. Even when everything you knew has dried up, God is going to find ways to provide. God will put you on people's heart. God will command people to pour into your life. God will, he will send people to sustain you. So you don't have to worry when you are in a transition and God put you there. He with you. And it's these little things that he does to remind you that he's there. Amen. You're not alone. So again, I pray my my real life experience, my testimony and the word of God really um, encourages and blesses you if you're going through a transition or maybe you haven't yet, but maybe you will, but for you to know and understand that this is the time to 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 cry out to God and to to seek God like you never have before. This is the time to really, really get in God's face and be like Jacob and wrestle with God and say, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. So if that means I got to pray every day, all day, if I got to fast, you know, however many days, if I got to just worship, if I got to just seek you, if I got to go to the quiet place and just sit quietly in your presence, whatever I got to do, Lord, but I'm not going to leave your presence. I need you to move on my behalf. I need to hear from you. I need you. You know, when you get desperate for God, you will see the hand of God begin to move in your life. When you say, Lord, that I don't, I can't go to man. I can't go to my parents. I can't go to my spouse. I can't go to my children. I can't go to my friends. All I got is you. And you begin to put God in first and you go to him first and you wait on him. You will find that God will do the miraculous. He will do the miraculous. I'm a living witness. He has blessed me tremendously in one of the worst weeks that I've had, honestly. It's so interesting. In one of the worst weeks that I've had, which was this past week, he blessed me more than I've seen him bless me. I'm talking about back to back to back. And it's not to brag or boast, but it's to encourage you. Because if he's done it for me, he'll do it for you. He's no respecter of persons, right? He has he has enough blessings for all of us. For all of us. No matter what it is you need. You may need something different, but that's okay. God can meet your need. At the same time, he's meeting my need. At the same time, he's meeting everybody else's need. But be encouraged and and be remember to be silent. Remember to don't tell people what god has revealed to you what god is telling you he's about to do how he's about to bless you how he's about to promote you just keep it inside learn how to be like mary when when angel gabriel came to her and told her about how she was going to be pregnant and you know the holy spirit was going to come upon her and she was going to give birth to the to you know the the son of god and he was going to do all these things it says that she hid it in her heart She didn't say anything, even when Joseph was going to put her away thinking she cheated on him because now she's pregnant and they had never been together. She still didn't tell him to try to convince him. God spoke to Joseph in a dream. You don't have to try to convince nobody. God will speak to that person. You just have to steward that word until the appropriate time for it to come to pass. And then the Lord will release you to testify. But you gotta learn how to be silent, especially in this hour. You have to be silent because the enemy would love to steal information that he does not have. The devil don't know everything. He don't know everything about you. He don't know everything God is doing in your life. So he has to eavesdrop and he has this intercept and he has to steal information. And sometimes we just willingly give it to him because we just talk too much. And we just don't know how to move in silence, so we just gotta be in a place where we just talk to God about it. If God reveals something to you and you want to speak to about speak about it, go to him, go to him just don't allow the enemy to come in and try to kill steal, or destroy the thing before it even get begin to be birthed right cuz that's what he want to do he want to kill it in infancy no, but god wants you to give birth to that thing he wants you to he wants you to see the fullness of it he wants you to see the manifestation of the word he spoke over your life become flesh so don't let the enemy use people and it don't matter who it is the enemy some people just are being used and don't know it they don't know. They're not always, you know, negative or bad. Sometimes they just don't know. But just be wise and discerning in this hour and just learn how to just Keep it between you and God and go and just go to God about it and trust God with everything that you have and wait on God. Don't try to do it in your own strength. Don't try to make it happen. Don't try to help God. Just trust Him. Trust Him. I almost got alone. I'm telling you yesterday, I almost got alone. I was about to click the submit button and something told me like, nope, that's not God because the blessing of the Lord makes rich and has no sorrow. right? So I'm not, I was like, nope, I'm not going to do it. But I almost did it. And it wasn't long after I decided not to do it that God sent people to bless me. God sent people to bless me. So that's what I'm saying. Like this is the hour where the enemy is banking on you getting so desperate that you get so desperate that you just do anything, that you accept anything, and be careful not to accept something that's a good thing, but not a God thing. Just because an opportunity comes before you and you're in a situation and you need something does not mean that's God. Trust God, seek God, don't be hasty, don't be impulsive, wait, because if it's God, it's gonna still be there. Seek him first, because the enemy comes as an angel of light. He wants to mimic. He wants to mimic and he's going to bank on your desperation. He's going to bank on you not going to seek God first, but that you're so desperate that you're just going to say yes to the opportunity because you just assume it's God. But this is the hour where you got to know God's voice for yourself. And you got to be willing to wait, even if it's just an extra five minutes, even if it's an extra five hours, even if it's an extra day. Wait on God because you're going to know when it's God. Cause when it's God, it's gonna be, it's gonna be peace. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be beautiful. You're not gonna have to, you know, um, do anything. You're it's just gonna come. You know, you're gonna know. Like you're gonna know. You're gonna know. You're you're not gonna second guess. You're not gonna have no second thought. You're not gonna feel like you're settling. You're going to know that is God. It's going to add value to your life. It's going to bless you. It's going to be exceeding and abundantly. You're not gonna to have to compromise. You're not gonna to have to lie. You're not gonna to have to deceive nobody. You're not gonna to have to settle. God has good good in mind toward you. He wants to blow your mind. So don't let the enemy take you out of your position and steal your blessing because you decide to take an opportunity without seeking God first. Seek him about everything. I don't care if it's an opportunity and they telling you they're going to pay you all this money. But you need to seek God and say, God, but is this you? Is this you? Because this is the hour that we are going to see the hand of God if we wait on him. I am speaking from the States. I'm in the States. But i'm telling y'all what the lord has been speaking to me and what i have been having to practice myself i have had to be mindful just because i need a place to live for me and my family just because i am in a position where you know if i feel desperate and i feel like you know i just really want a place for me and my children i am very mindful that God don't just have a place for me. God has the desire of my heart for me. God has exceedingly and abundantly. God has me in the right neighborhood. He has me in the right community. He has me in the right area. He has me with, you know, the right owner or whatever it is, everything concerning it is going to be God. It's going to be peace. It's going to work. So even if I get opportunities to get a place, I can't just move on it just because I have a need. I got to seek God first. I got to seek him first because if it's not God, then it's gonna end up in misery. It's gonna end up in, in being me regretting it, right? And God, the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and it has no sorrow. When, a situ- when the opportunity is not God, it's gonna eventually end up in sorrow. So trust him acknowledge him in all your ways he will direct your paths amen so um again you know i just i hope this is encouraging i hope it makes sense and and you guys really are hearing my heart but more than that hearing god always go back to god about me Test the spirit of every man to see whether it's of God, go back to God about the word. If you feel like it's for you, ask him to elaborate, to give you more instruction, detail to confirm it um, and just continue to see God about everything. And just know that I am, you know, always, you know, in prayer about, you know, all the believers, all the saints, you know, just I know a lot of us are going through a lot of us are experiencing, you know, um, transitions and and warfare and all of these things. I do pray that our faith fell, if not, that we have a fresh wind, that we have a fresh fire, that the Lord will mount us up on wings as eagles, that we'll run and not be weary, that we'll walk and not faint. I pray that, you know, we just um, have an increase of the the discernment, that, that we really are able to discern the voice of God, that we are able to operate in the gift of discerning of spirits, so we can discern the spirit behind an opportunity, to discern the spirit behind a person that we are able to have patience the fruit of the spirit of patience to wait on God and not to get ahead of him and not to try to manufacture a thing like um like Ishmael, right? But that we truly wait on God. Even in this place, even if it's uncomfortable, that we are willing to be uncomfortable to wait on him and we will not be disappointed. So that is my prayer. As always, I pray that the Lord bless you and keep you. I pray that the Lord will make his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you and grant you his peace. And as always, remember, your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy thank you so much. I'll see you guys next season. This is our season finale. I'll um, be off for a few weeks, but I do um, upload videos on my YouTube channel. So you can go to YouTube and go to redefining a woman's worth. That is my page. It's called redefining a woman's worth where I'll be uploading videos and doing more vlogs and updates about uh, my situation or whatever God um, tells me to release in a moment. So I'm not going to be a Way, but I will be off of the, the podcast for a few weeks as I regroup and um, just listen for the direction of where we're going for next season. So I appreciate you, Angie, everybody that got on the live. Thank you so much. And I'm so excited to even hear your testimonies. Please reach out. I normally put my contact information in the description when I upload the, these lives and you are able to email me um, and you can contact me, email me for prayer, um, a testimony of you know how the podcast has blessed you or what god did for you and so i would love to hear from you guys and connect with you so thank you for liking the show angie um connect with me over on youtube if you like you can um still follow this show you can still um you know follow so when i do get back on for season five you're able to get notifications when i go live or when i upload the episode. so Thank you so much, woman of God. May God continue to bless you, blessings on your life. May God continue to show so strong and mighty in your life, in your situation and circumstance. And may he continue to do the miraculous. May you see miracles, signs, and wonders in Jesus name. Amen.